This is Talking Undead. man let me tell you i watched that movie oh you Uh, did (laughs) yeah i did how was it it was let me look at the name so i can tell the listeners just what they're looking for you watching where'd it go Uh uh-huh so i just watched a movie called sadako versus kayako and (laughs) it is who's sadio and kayako for the people who don't know Sadako is the Japanese version of the girl, or I guess the original version of the girl from The Ring, uh, who in in America, I think we call her Tamara. And uh, Kayako is the ghost from The Grunge, or not The Grunge, The Grudge. The Grunge. It's just my dad flipping a knife around. (laughs) They actually bothered to give her a name over there. Huh. I didn't realize it was the chick from The Grudge. Yeah. Those are like the two movies that scared the shit out of you in sixth grade if you were born in two thousand or 1996 to 1998. Yeah, dude, it's <laughs> it was Freddy versus Jason, but replaced Freddy with Kayako and Jason with Sadako. <laughs> you know what's funny about that is like, I you know, I saw Freddy versus Jason, but like that movie was not meant for us. This one's meant for us. <laughs> like we <laughs> we have our age group version of that movie. But here's the thing about Freddy vs. Jason. We, you and I probably saw it the first time when we were around like 12 or 13, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, but then I watched it again as a 23-year-old, and it's still not meant for us, so who the hell is it meant for? Dude, it's meant for people who were scared by those movies when they were kids. That's my point. Like, it's a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, but if you grew up... Um, and in the time when Nightmare on Elm Street was scary, I assume most of our listeners have seen Nightmare on Elm Street, and it's pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> now, Freddy vs. Jason was probably awesome. We grew up in a period where the grudge and the ring was terrifying, which I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be now. So there you go. I actually, uh, in middle school, used to have a recurring dream where a mutual friend of ours, Corey, would be in my dream and he would basically turn into a grudge kid cory perlin wait grudge (laughs) yeah cory perlin (laughs) i used to have a dream because he kind of looked like the kid from the grudge except white you know (laughs) because he had that bowl cut and he was like tiny and skinny yeah 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 yeah. that's funny he's like really tall i vaguely remember you telling me about that when we were kids yeah, I would have like a dream where me and him were just hanging out and then I would look away and look back and he was like all white and making cat sounds for some reason. You know, it might have also had to do with the fact that he was so into his house being haunted. Do you remember that? A little bit, yeah. He was really into the idea that his house was haunted. Like his whole family was in on it. There was like the woman who was the sister of Horace Greeley who was this rich guy who came from our town. I don't know. Um or he he was a newspaper man i don't know if he ever actually set foot in chappaqua he founded chappaqua in 1621 is that true or are you just making that up i'm making it up before america was (laughs) discovered no but we were not uh, discovered we were settled by the quakers in the 1600s i guess that is true we being this town that jamie briefly (laughs) lived in and uh i grew up in and it's terrible it's called chappaqua um chappaqua chappaqua i think that's how it's actually pronounced chappaqua yeah i thought that was a joke no i think that's actually how it's pronounced but then chappaqua is the white person version and it is a very white town chappaqua (laughs) i'm from chappaqua oh i saw bill clinton down at the starbucks (laughs) he was having sex with a lady from my gym (laughs) oh my god our town is so was so white a fucking uh a black family moved there and they left in two weeks because we were too racist took two weeks I remember when I was in third grade, that actually, that happened, like, for the first time. Oh, there was (laughs) a... black family moved to town. Uh, The kid's name was... 
uh, started with a J. I don't remember very clearly. Um, but yeah, they left in about two months. Dude, <laughs> I'm like sort of laughing about it, but it's incredibly depressing. I mean, that place is, it's a bad place. This <laughs> Us not liking our town probably isn't super interesting to people. So <laughs> Westchester, Westchester made my dog racist. It made... <laughs> <laughs> Every dog in our town was racist. They never saw black people. They were like fucking demons to them. When Jackson and I were going to prom, we had a (laughs) pre-prom party at my house where a bunch of people and their parents came over to take pictures, all that stupid bullshit. And of course, the the one black family in Briarcliff came over to my house and my dog just went over and barked at them the whole time they were there. Oh my God. And only them. That's, uh... That's so sad. And the the part that's funnier about that is that we adopted that dog from Alabama. So, <laughs> so that was actually a learned response. Wait, was this Charlie? That was Baby. Ba- oh my god, Baby was a racist? Oh, baby, baby was a total racist. Uh, Jackson, we're back. We're back, dude. We're back with a talking undead after our long... Hiatus. I feel I should say that we have been on hiatus because I am undergoing psychiatric treatment. And if you're someone who thinks they need psychiatric treatment, you should go get it. Yeah, it was Mental uh, Mental Health Awareness Day a few days ago. And uh, I debated making a post on it because, you know, fuck. But but I didn't because uh, it seemed melodramatic. You know what I learned from uh, all the psychiatry that I've been going th- or whatever the therapy I've been going through is that I have OCD and I didn't realize all the special forms that OCD could take. But you have OCD. Yeah. Interesting. See, I think when people and this applies to me as well, when people think OCD, they think of people who are like neat and tidy, you know, um, and you're like, that. I know. I know you, you used to do the, like, three times thing. I did in middle school. It was yeah. frustrating as fuck. But OCD, for me, can also take form in the uh, shape of just extremely random, intrusive thoughts that make no sense. It's really wild. Like, sometimes you'll just be sitting in bed and think, like, what if in the future... I invent time travel, and then I go back in time to the day Kennedy was assassinated, and I pop up at the book suppository, and it makes it scares Lee Harvey Oswald so bad that he dies, and then I have to kill Kennedy to make the future right. What? Your OCD is so fun. (laughs) (laughs) My OCD was more like, this was like as a child, was more like Ed Kemper, but I didn't like it. I just, uh, I had no barrier, so I just had constant, really scary thoughts all of the time, and it was horrible. I wish mine were about time travel. <laughs> Not to minimize well, your your uh, your disorder there. Well, that was an example I came up with just now. I've never <laughs> had that thought. <laughs> it's way more fun than I'm sure it actually than it actually is. If I invented time travel, went back in time, and accidentally killed Lee Harvey Oswald, I don't think I would shoot Kennedy after, because somebody else would just do it. Dude, you'd have to do it. No, so there were... Come on. I, I haven't read How many about guns this. do you think were there that day? Because <laughs> in my opinion, it was at least two. I'm, I'm vaguely aware of the conspiracy theories, but I, I just don't think it's worth it. LBJ paid the mob... The mob paid Lee Harvey Oswald. Well, there you go. You heard it here first. But probably. enough of that. <laughs> Let's. That well, wasn't first. <laughs> so to summarize what we were just saying, um, if you're there's mentally a chance ill, any one of us could have killed JFK. Okay, basically. I was gonna say if you're mentally ill, get help. <laughs> it's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> In honor of Mental Health Awareness Month or whatever the fuck it is. Um, okay, but no one listening to this right now knows for sure that they're not the person that will invent time travel and that they definitely won't go back in time and be put in a situation where they have to kill JFK. So if you're put in that position, fucking kill him. 
You have to do it. <laughs> Otherwise, who knows what will happen? It'll, the second Holocaust will happen in China Actually, right now. You know, if he hadn't been murdered that day, all that would have happened is that Vietnam would have ended earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, all that would have happened, but then without Vietnam, we'd be a communist country. You forget that without the Vietnam War, everything would be communist and then bad things. I don't really know. I... But I don't think that's true because it's not like we won the Vietnam War. No, absolutely we didn't stop not. The spread of communism. Oh, no, absolutely not. I was just fucking around. Um, <laughs> that was just supposedly what we were doing over there. But uh, obviously it wasn't. And now we're getting to a really complex issue. Uh, so... <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Jackson Patrick Sternin, and welcome to Talking Undead. I am here. And I'm Jamie Hamilton. With that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we fucked it up. I'm here with Jamie Hamilton, who really wants to speak for himself. I thought you were just going to blow past me, and this would just become a, a solo Jackson Talking Undead. No, I need you. <laughs> I was going to do one alone yesterday, and I got nervous, so I didn't. <laughs> Oh, I waited. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, I guess let's jump right into it as if we haven't been talking for 12 minutes and 45 seconds already. Let's dive Um, on in. I can kick it off with my douchebag of the week. It's not too upsetting, which is a nice change of pace. Go for it. All right. So this is a pretty common story, but just the extent of this fucking, uh, or the, the vastness of this guy's crimes are so fucking ridiculous. So former Martin County deputy pleads not guilty to, not guilty to 50 charges. Uh, his name is O'Leary, and he faces 50 charges, including official misconduct, falsifying arrest of affidavits, 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 and statements, tampering with evidence, false imprisonment, petty theft, and battery. So in total... <laughs> Uh, this deputy had 80 drug-related arrests, drug-related re- drug arrests, and uh, in January, 10 people he arrested on drug-related charges were released from jail and their charges were dropped. This was because uh, he falsified almost every single one of his arrests. Months after he was fired, lab results showed that substances that were the basis of 26 of his narcotics arrests were not drugs, rather they were crushed headache medicine, laundry detergent, mints, and other random bullshit that he just said were drugs. So, there are are like 80 people in jail right now that this guy arrested, and it's pretty likely that none of them did anything. Do you think this dude was just walking around with, like, a powder detergent in his pockets in case he saw somebody and just thought, like, oh, I'm going to put some coke on you? Yes. Yeah, I think that's exactly what he was doing. What? Do you th- I guess it's like a power thing. Like he must have kind of gotten off on the idea that he could lock people away. That you think his dick was is... getting hard? Uh, maybe, but like probably only dependent on how upset they got. I feel like all cops get at least a little hard once they hear the clicking of handcuffs. Or get just like that one little tingle, you know? Yeah. Where it's just like your dick's kind of like, hey, I'm acknowledging the situation. Like if a tiny little hand just reached up and tickled the bottom of your taint. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that's brings up images of terrible things. It does. I hate that. I had an idea for a new character on Radio Undead that uh, does exactly that. (laughs) Just just a hand that tickles people's taints. (laughs) Well, no, his name is just Sexy Ghost and he lives in the mansion. And he, he thinks he's really sexy, but he's not at all. And he just goes around going like, Oh, I'm sexy. Oh, please, can you just fill me up to the brim? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so covered in goo. Come caress my bubbly loins. Let me tickle your tank, big boy. Oh, <laughs> oh God. I love the uh, the phrase "bubbly loins." <laughs> it's one of my favorite. They skipped words. frothy and gotten all the way to to bubbling. Yeah, frothy loins is a little too gross, so I, so I say bubbly. Um, and after bubbly, you just have a rolling boil. 
man, I can't wait till we get back to funny characters, which one more episode. And I think producing these episodes is going to get a lot easier because right now it's pretty stressful. (laughs) Right now we got to think about things in pretty serious terms. Um, (laughs) Anyway, what do you got? All right. Which of these should I start with? I think. All right. I'm not going to read the title of this headline. This is coming to you from CNN. A man walked from an Indianapolis suburb to Wisconsin. That's a 351 mile journey to have sex with a person he believed was a 14 year old girl he had been talking to on Facebook. Holy shit. Instead, 32-year-old Tommy Lee Jenkins had been talking to a Winnebago (coughs) County Sheriff's deputy working in the Internet Crimes Division. Wait, he walked? This dude got catfished by a police officer into walking 351 miles. Was he homeless? Like, what the fuck? He had a computer. Okay. So... This uh, this child that he was going to have sex with. Um, this a... child that was actually an adult man police officer. <laughs> Which, thank God. But, uh, <laughs> but he thought <laughs> she was worth, quote unquote, he thought she was worth walking 300 miles, but not like $20 for a bus ticket. I know that's not what I should be stuck on, but like literally could have spent $20 on a fucking <laughs> Greyhound. <laughs> Just Jesus Christ. Imagine being at that sad of a point in your life. That you walk 351 miles. I will admit, I have gone to great lengths to be physical with a person, such as walking across a college campus. But, like, I was living on that campus. I, for a long time, sex is just being kind of a side thing. (laughs) what i've learned is when you're not too concerned about whether it's like something that's coming it just you have so many opportunities as soon as you start looking for it it's it's just not there (laughs) you just gotta go with the flow dude fucking uh a year ago no i was still dating nika a year ago like two years ago the last time i visited new york and i look back on it and it seems ridiculous um a friend hit me up who they were pretty fucked up, I think, but wanted me to come to a gangbang. And she said, please, we can do anal. And I literally rolled my eyes and went to sleep. (laughs) I was just like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. And in hindsight, now it's pretty ridiculous how disinterested I was. Um, But, uh, you don't want to go to a gangbang, dude. Okay, yeah, I mean, I guess the reality of that, a gangbang, anal is not, does not make a gangbang more enticing. That actually makes it pretty fucking disgusting. <laughs> Think about the smell, just the smell of all those sweaty, naked people in one place. And also, if you're saying gangbang, then I assume it's more, it's mostly dudes. So you just have to hear, like, layers and layers of guys going like, oh, oh. <laughs> No, no, it, it oh, was one other guy. Me. Don't fucking touch me. It was one guy and uh, and three women. Um, so I, I don't I, know if that's a gang. I guess a gang. Ba- I guess a gang bang is when it's like several on one, right? Actually, you know, I so think the addition, the addition of you. Yeah, no, no, no. That would just like if everybody is touching each other, then that's just group sex. A gang bang has to be multiple people all focused on one person in the middle you know i'm fine with group sex i'm not down with gangbangs i would feel weird yeah i mean like i said you just have to hear like oh and oh mommy and and you're just kind of (laughs) waiting yeah you gotta like wait your turn and like keep tugging at your dick so it doesn't get soft like they do in porn also just no matter what if i'm waiting my turn it feels dirty (laughs) <laughs> that that feel that sounds really gross. If it's a bunch of people all together, you're just having a good time. And at some point, you're probably gonna step in somebody's cum. Oh, so, I mean, it's gonna be everywhere. 
Yeah. You're, you're going to have body fluid, bodily fluids all over you, <laughs> and you're not going to know what any of them are or where they came from. I um, For therapy, one of the things my uh, therapist recommended was downloading, like to socialize more, was downloading an app called Meetup. Um, I had heard of it before, but I didn't really take her seriously. But She I downloaded recommended it social to, media? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. she, so I downloaded it, uh, just to take a look at it. And I was scrolling around like the things that are in my area. And one of them was a group that's going to a club in the city that I guess is like a, a play club, like a club where people just go to fuck. Um, okay. That's fine. And <laughs> it just, <laughs> that was it the... just said like in the description, like multiple playrooms, showers on every floor. You cannot put enough showers in a gangbang building to undo the gangbang. Showers on every floor. So this was a multiple floor gangbang. Yes. Group sex, whatever. That's fucking crazy. I believe the term for this would be a swingers night. You know, one day. (laughs) Like, I'm interested in having the experience, just if only to say I've done it. A lot of things I've done in my life have just been for the sake of saying I did it, which <laughs> isn't a great reason to do things, but you know. Do One you day wanna... I just I just want to go observe like a vice reporter and just watch <laughs> watch from the corner and be like, well, no man, seems fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Vice reporters must be so fucking annoying. When they're did actually I, on the scene. Uh, did you send it to me or did I send this to you? The like Vice documentary about a village in, I want to say, Colombia, where the guys fuck donkeys. We've actually talked about this on Talking Undead before. <laughs> <laughs> I think you sent that to me. Yeah. And then the Vice reporter just watches a guy fuck a donkey. And the oh whole time God. he's just like, <laughs> pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> I would have... I have strong moral issue with that i couldn't just i don't think Uh, i could just stand by and watch yeah because the dude was fucking a donkey yeah (laughs) animals still need animals can't give consent and i'm kind of big on the on the consent thing for some reason it's a point of contention in america and then what happens if that what happens if that donkey gets pregnant i'm curious okay at that point i'm interested (laughs) <laughs> Nine months later, a baby slides out and just starts going, kill me. And then you have, uh, da, 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 da. damn it. Kids. Gummo. Harmony Corrin? Then you have Harmony Corrin's next movie. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure if we were just like playing a word association game for a second. (laughs) Donkey. Kids. Kids. Gummo. Gummo. Rabbit. Bumblebee. Cigarette. Depressed. Ohio. Incest. (laughs) Oh, my God. Spaghetti bathtub. Oh, my God. These are all really good jokes for people who have seen Gummo. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a very obscure movie I think most people would not like. No, I... I've seen that movie a couple times, and uh, honestly, I, think, I don't think I like it. <laughs> I think it's a lot of fun. I've <laughs> only seen it once, and the only thing I really remember is like in the found footage bits is two adult twins in a bathtub bathing each other. Bathing each other. Okay, there's that. There's a few scenes that are uncomfortable enough that make it oh, almost unwatchable. Like and, the uh, and the... In a <laughs> what were you Go about ahead. to say? Okay, um, the scene where a uh, mentally disabled girl is prostituting herself to a child. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, in hindsight, I saw the movie pretty young. I think I was the same age as the kid, like 12 or 13. But uh, in hindsight, that was crazy fucked up. It's super fucked up, man. Like, they were prostituting a mentally disabled girl to a child. That was and the movie just totally dark. glosses over it, like whatever. I think that's the point. It's just supposed to be random, awful things that happened in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's Harmony Corrin movies. Did he grow up in like the Midwest? I have no idea. Is that how he and Larry no, Clark I actually, connected? I think he's from New York. Oh, he is. 
Yeah. Oh, because he wrote Kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like portions of us growing up was like kids but rich people. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> rich kids who would never get AIDS but also said the N-word. Oh my god, don't tell people that. <laughs> no, I, I feel like we should not own it, but just expose ourselves. Let's get out ahead of this. When we were like 11, to be clear. By the time we were like 14, I think we realized that it was utterly inappropriate. And uh... and then I, at that point, I did have a black friend. <laughs> and well, I realized time... it was time to make a change. By the time I was 14, I was, like, skating for companies and actually was in diverse circles. And was like, holy shit, I've said vastly inappropriate things. Um, (laughs) I like how you said getting ahead of the situation as if that'd ever come back to haunt us if we hadn't just said it. (laughs) You never know. It was like me and you in a room. (laughs) (laughs) Like... (laughs) You never like, know. You gotta get out ahead in front of your wrongdoings, or you'll just end up like Louis C.K., just in an apartment somewhere jacking off onto your own stomach. That's exactly what he did. He yeah. announced everything he did on fucking paid specials for large services. And then when it turned out to be true, everyone was like, no. <laughs> that's what, like, that's what kind of ruined it for me. Like, I. I don't want to go into my feelings on the whole Louis C.K. situation, but like once it like was confirmed to be true, if you watch his old specials, when he's talking about how disgusting he is, it's not a joke anymore. It's just kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the new Dave Chappelle special? No. He makes a joke about Louis in there somewhere. And he's, he says like, um, it's like not a great joke, honestly, but he says, uh, how could any of those women felt violated after watching a guy come on his own stomach? You ever seen a guy come on his own stomach? It's like a dog with no legs. <laughs> <laughs> it is. A, it's a sad thing. Um, I have a story. Yeah, do it. <laughs> it's been 29 minutes. <laughs> we've done two stories (laughs) we're gonna have to cut this down a lot we're gonna be going for a solid like hour and a half we also me and you just haven't talked in a while that's true so it's like (laughs) like we've just got a lot to say um uh all right so this is a story it's it's not fun at all but uh it's something that i'm like i really want to follow i'm interested in what's going to happen next so uh, a Kentucky woman stopped for gas and found a stranger in her trunk. That's the headline. So basically, a Kentucky woman stopped for gas and she noticed that her trunk wasn't closed all the way. When she opened it up, she found an injured stranger inside, uh, a woman. She told the stowaway she was calling the police and the stowaway responded by leaping out and running away on foot. The stowaway was found a couple days later and uh, told the police that she'd been injured running through the woods. But they believe that she's an escaped kidnap victim and there were signs of assault in you know a multitude of ways so this woman uh had escaped from somewhere almost <clears throat> certainly and was terrified of the police so my guess is that this is going to get buried really quick but uh i want answers i want to fucking you think know. maybe she was kidnapped by a police officer i mean i'm not sure why you would run into the fucking woods like that is desperation because the police are going to get called you know yeah yeah i'm just thinking about it that's a confusing fucking situation yeah like there are signs of sexual assault so like something happened the only explanation in my head is that she must have been taken by like either a police officer or some like local political figure or like a guy who owns like a used car dealership that everyone loves um or i think honestly the most likely possibility is that this was uh it was like if she was a kidnapped victim maybe it was like the common thing where they someone pulled like she got pulled over quote unquote by uh someone pretending to be an officer oh she got gacied yeah 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 but we'll see 
I mean, that is really interesting. Knows. We should keep following up with that. Yeah, I'll shoot you a link. We can update on the next Talking Undead. Hopefully something else comes out about it. Damn, um, I want to learn more. Yeah, I was really bummed when the article ended because it ended on they believe she was an escape kidnap victim. There were signs of sexual assault. Way to bury the lead. Yeah. Well, kept me reading. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I got for that one. All right, I got a short one too. Uh, let's talk about fashion news because you and I love fashion. I just <clears> got <throat> out of my fashion and politics discussion. We talked about fashion theory in the 19th century, and it's actually fascinating. Oh, well, this uh, article will be sure to infuriate you, so. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) All right. Again, I'm just going to skip the title and head right into this first paragraph. A limited edition Nike Air Max 97 trainer filled with water from the Jordan River in the Soles has been released by a Brooklyn-based company called MS. CHF. The trainers have been called Jesus shoes, and despite a price tag of $3,000 per pair, the shoes have sold out within minutes. What? These shoes in the sole are injected with 60 cc's of water from the, the Jordan River that has been blessed by a priest, and then they have been put on the market as Jesus shoes. That is... And they sell for $3,000 per pair. That's fucking brilliant. Dude. Oh my god, just a whole line of trash shoes that you inject with some holy water and sell for, like, tons of money? We got a scam going. Not even a scam, (laughs) just taking advantage of people who believe that if they walk on holy water, it makes them closer to God. Do you think any of the people who bought these shoes realize what a bad idea it is to fill your clothes with water? I don't know. Like, what happens when they just step on, like, a pointy rock? They drain. And then all all this Jesus water comes spilling out. Also, <laughs> is, is, is this sac- not... Good. Is this not a little sacrilegious? That's what I was about to say. Oh, uh, I was about to say the same thing. Um, yeah, because you're walk- the idea is that you're walking on top of the water that jesus walked on top of right yeah has being sacrilegious ever played any role in christianity in america do you we have like the the rich people are closer to god evangelicals all this shit i studied the bible a lot growing up because i had to go to ccd twice a week and uh yeah no hypocrisy hasn't really been an issue (laughs) you can spin pretty much anything what does CCD stand for? CCD? Yeah. Uh, Christian Community... I don't know, maybe like Christian Community Discussion? I'm not huh. sure. I, I honestly I just up. never knew. I thought maybe like, Christ cares, doesn't he? And then doesn't he is turned into just one word, doesn't he? I am <laughs> looking it up because I am curious. Oh, Christ God. cares. All right, it is not what I guessed. what I guessed. It's the uh, Confraternity of Christian Doctrine. I don't like that. That's con not a fun fraternity. name. What the fuck is a confraternity? It's like every other fraternity, but honest. <laughs> <laughs> they put it out there right in front. Yeah, they're just straight with it. I respect this is a con and a brotherhood (laughs) (laughs) give us a thousand dollars a month and we might make your life better or we might we might kill your kid by locking him in an ice freezer and making him drink a 30 before we let him out remember when a kid also maybe he'll get diddled a little bit you know a kid died on uh my campus from hazing no yeah they uh that happened several years ago um they made a kid uh crawl on glass while being shocked with a shock collar huh which is isis level torture you know what they say boys will be boys boys will be boys oh man well yeah (laughs) i've got kind of a fun one do it so the uh federal aviation administration the faa 
is investigating a strange object that fell into a Kentucky man's home. Tom Woosley told the Courier Journal he arrived back at his mo- <laughs> back at his mobile. I didn't write mobile home. I just wrote mobile, and now it fucked me <laughs> up. He arrived back at his mobile home on a recent night in Burgeon, Kentucky, after spending the weekend out of town to find the outside wall of his home had been damaged. He stepped inside to investigate and found an object laying lodged in the wall. He didn't feel the need to immediately report the object, so he just went to sleep. The next morning, though, he went to take a shower and found his shower plans were foiled due to the damage on his bathroom wall. The article clarified that he's still able to take baths. Frustrated with... (laughs) (laughs) Which means that's a question that they asked him as a follow-up. Like, are, are you still able to take baths, sir? Sir, are you able to bathe? <laughs> so frustrated with his foiled morning shower, he called the police. And uh, they determined that it likely fell from a plane, but they don't know what it is. And that's pretty cool. If they don't know what it is, then it didn't fall from a plane. Also, how, how often does shit just fall off of planes? Well, I mean, it, it fell from very high up. Like, the angle it went into his home, I mean, like, shows that it fell from the sky. And it is a very, very heavy, large metal cylinder. Aliens. Aliens. That's all I'm going to say. Not a plane. (laughs) Aliens. Because I just feel like if a piece of a plane fell off, you would recognize it. No, no, no. It's not a piece of a plane. Like, not from a plane, like a piece of the plane fell off. Like, it had to fall out of something, which is most likely a plane, since there's not that much else that (laughs) is flying (laughs) over the Earth. I guess it could also be a helicopter. It's probably a bomb. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) realistic. I don't know. Not realistically. But that could be the luckiest man he's ever lived. What if um, maybe the Mythbusters are trying to make a comeback and they went ahead and did it again. They destroyed somebody's house. Did that happen? Yeah, that's why Mythbusters got canceled. They were like shooting. They were shooting a cannon, I think. And then a cannonball actually like just kept sort of kind of like bouncing along the ground and went through somebody's house like through the front through the back and wound up in their backyard they didn't plan for that no the fuck (laughs) i was gonna say it was like an overreaction if something if you know like hit something on the set or whatever but uh yeah that's a pretty reasonable uh response just like you guys can't do this anymore you (laughs) You've lost your you right. shot a cannon at that house. <laughs> like, they let them do a lot of crazy shit, I guess, with the assumption that they knew what they were doing. But I guess they didn't have much oversight. I mean, that was, like, the one time they really fucked up, though. At least bad enough for all of us to hear about it. Right, but I mean, when you're, you know, they explode things a lot and all that, you assume there's an expert who puts <laughs> sets in like the proper safety precautions yeah i mean to be fair how many canon experts do you think there are left at least 10 <laughs> <laughs> that was a good answer because you're probably right <laughs> like, <laughs> there's probably exactly 10 guys who know what to do with a cannon yeah like you know enthusiasts canon enthusiasts there might not be any experts but there definitely are enthusiasts they're all also Civil War reenactors. <laughs> On the south side, clearly. On the south. <laughs> uh, I have an incredibly short one. Okay. Florida woman sues hotel that allegedly spiked her drink with liquid nitrogen. She had to be admitted to the hospital and suffered the removal of her gallbladder and a portion of her stomach. She is, as a result, suing the hotel. Okay, okay. Um liquid nitrogen wouldn't it if it were in a cup that you were going to be drinking from wouldn't it be like uh steaming it should have been doing something because it's so cold wouldn't it just immediately freeze whatever she was drinking yeah so there's a little bit more to the article and like so they had served her dessert earlier in the night that incorporated liquid nitrogen and she said it was cool 
so apparently without telling her they just put it in her water but i guess they did it like improperly and then it destroyed her stomach and gallbladder <laughs> okay I, I don't think that's the case but okay all right i don't know that's what the article says i just feel like you would have known if liquid <laughs> nitrogen would it would have frozen her water i don't know i'm not a chemist you got one yes i do okay hold on i'm taking my shirt off because it's very hot in here jealous a little bit california doesn't insulate their houses like at all even though we're in i mean i guess i'm in central california now but it's not like warm here (laughs) like it gets to the 30s at night during winter and uh one of my walls is glass so it gets fucking freezing one of your walls is glass yeah you mean a window no like (laughs) you just got a big window no i had like one of uh the back end of my room is uh two giant sliding glass doors that take up like the vast majority of the wall sounds cold all right it's a cool room i like where i live (laughs) let's get into this story and i will read the title for this one only because it is a major mislead staff ran fight club for dementia patients at north carolina assisted living center police say oh my god now i will just paraphrase these three people did not run a fight club oh they just didn't two of them filmed two patients fighting and like punching each other and strangling each other and then a third one was seen in the video saying are you going to send that to me and then they posted that on social media they did not encourage these people to fight they didn't tell them like if you fight these other people in a basement your masculinity will come back Tyler Durden (laughs) style Um, they just watched some old people fight and filmed it which isn't a good thing to do wait but weren't they the ones who were supposed to stop the fight Yes, but they. this isn't a fight club is all I'm saying. Okay, yeah. No, I mean, it sounds a lot worse than it is, but it's, like it's still the, pretty bad. It's like the cannibal cop. The dude wasn't a cannibal. What? You ever heard of the cannibal cop? No, tell me about this. Okay, so there was this dude in New York who, he was a police officer, and he had a cannibal fetish. He would, like, go onto message boards and, like, write things about how like he wants to eat his wife's tits and like all that and then one day he got talking to another dude on this message board and they basically like made a plan uh to eat somebody i think it was to eat the cannibal cop's wife never actually happened but the fbi saw those posts and went to the cannibal cop's apartment arrested him and convicted him for cannibalism damn but the dude wasn't a cannibal not yet you know if you're gonna if you're gonna discuss plans to uh eat somebody you probably want to do it in like a tour do it in person or that i was gonna say a tour message board um not to give anyone tips on how to get away with cannibalism but uh yeah i i wouldn't do it (laughs) the dude was a fucking cop how did he not think that way i think that through he probably thought he wasn't doing anything wrong because he never actually ate anybody. Weren't they making a plan, though? But it didn't happen. Yeah, but if I make a plan to shoot up a school, I'm going to get arrested. I don't know, Which is man. something I'd never do. Of course. <laughs> that needs to be okay, said. <laughs> here, here's the thing. Because, because, like, all that is fair. But it's not the point I'm making. If you made a plan to shoot up a school and got arrested before you did it, would you still call yourself a school shooter? No, I'd call myself a piece of shit. Exactly. You are not a school shooter. This guy's not a cannibal. And this was not a fight club in North Carolina. Case in point. <laughs> You've convinced me. Deliver- you delivered that like a fucking lawyer. Good job. <laughs> uh, if the glove does not fit, this wasn't a fight club. I couldn't come up with anything good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many more do you have because i just have one more i only have one more too 
An idea I just got. How hard do you think it would be to get Marsha Clark on Talking Undead? Marsha Clark? Yeah. Who the fuck is Marsha Clark? Uh, the know. prosecutor against O.J. Simpson. Oh. How hard do you think it would be to get her? I mean, dude, if if I took probably 20 hours to set up a fake website with like fake links to fake articles and all sorts of shit i could totally get her on the show we have a real website we already have one like we're we're part of the way there already no i know but we need to make one that can draw oj simpson's lawyer onto something called prosecutor i don't want the kardashian oh my god that's who oj simpson (laughs) i forgot about that that was one of his lawyers i think he had more than one oh i forgot about that that's so absurd yeah. Um, we could figure it out. We can make it happen. Marsha Clark coming to you on Talking Undead. I do want to get someone terrible on the show. At Dennis some Rader. Uh, I've looked into it. <laughs> I have looked into it. I think what we should do is write him a letter and act like we are actually interested in him. As like a fan. And then... Yeah, get him all the way here and then just spend like 45 minutes just shit-talking him. Ooh. Right? Doesn't that sound good? Okay, by, uh, let's see. By my 23rd birthday, um, I'm, I am already 23. By my 24th birthday, I am going to get Dennis Rader on the show. And it's going to be if terrible. We, if we make him feel bad enough, he might, the opposite of come himself. or maybe he'll just come himself oh dude and then we'll make him realize that shame and humiliation is his true kink his true kink not btk Ooh, ooh. what if i can make him kill himself (laughs) how much money will you give me if i can make dennis raider kill himself i wouldn't give you anything because i know you'll do it for the satisfaction oh you're right though (laughs) <laughs> if i can get dennis raider on the show i'm gonna tr- i'm gonna put on the full manipulation face and try to make this man kill himself and if it's we... okay to say this because we're talking about dennis raider it's just so you guys <laughs> just so anyone listening to this knows dennis raider is a horrible serial killer <laughs> he killed entire families yeah we're, and we're, came on their dead bodies yeah like we're, we're uh we're talking about someone on the short list <laughs> of people who it's okay to try to convince uh them to kill themselves there's like him i can't think of anyone else <laughs> <laughs> he's also just such an aggravating piece of shit um and his poetry is so bad. His poetry is so bad. Oh, we should do a reading of his poetry at some point. Uh, Annie, why didn't you come in? You know that one? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, one second. Oh, let's see. Wow. Well, I was looking for a poem to like read to everybody. Uh, what I found was signed original copies that's disgusting of his poems yeah you can buy a signed original copy of his poem like the ones that he wrote while next to a dead body people get really into collecting that kind of shit like um henry zabrowski has one of john wayne gacy's paintings okay no i'd love to own one of those that'd be kind of cool that's yeah there's a difference because BTK wrote those poems right after murdering someone and Gacy did most of his painting in prison. Also the fact that it's signed as a plus. Yeah. Like he signed his poem for the memorabilia. So they're like, fuck yeah, I got his signature. Like it's much more of like a fan thing. Um, yeah. Ugh. The people who buy those are just giving him exactly what he wants. May I? It's terrible. May I do a reading? Yes. Okay. This is a poem titled Say Life by Dennis Rader. Say life as you lay encased in the sheen of your tears, as your soul sobs its way deeper into its covers. Say life 
as your body responds less and less to the blind dances of passion. Say life when your confusion fogs time into the white noise of borrowed tomorrows and raping days. Say life when that is all there is to say. Say life as you slowly, then faster, ever faster, die. Say life (laughs) just to feel the word and all that it symbolizes. Say life for it is the pedestal of birth and death where we can mold ourselves to be works of art rather than the mindless sculptures of circumstance. Say life to give rhyme to your dying. Dennis Rader. Okay, that was actually better than most of his poems. (laughs) But But it's still, it doesn't make any sense. No, I mean, you get the idea. This guy is a fucking uh, piece of, he's just. (laughs) It's still completely nonsensical. There is no, I feel like he just, one day said the phrase say life and that got stuck in his head and he was like i'm gonna write a whole poem where i just write that every two stanzas well he thinks he's like this romantic you know sort of grim reaper you know like he thinks of himself so fucking highly like he's this like sort of god i don't know you can look more into him um because we can't spend too much time talking about dennis Rader, but he is a he's a fucking triple a class piece of shit um do you know what the group of cops who tried to track him for a long time called themselves what the hot dog squad (laughs) and that was the birth of detective popcorn on last podcast on the left oh i'm so delicious (laughs) (laughs) it's one of my favorite henry zabrowski characters i fucking love (laughs) detective popcorn do you want to uh do you want to do your last story yeah let's let's round this out and then i'm gonna go watch some murder fist sketches when we're done with this because now i'm thinking about it all right a bloomfield woman bites off her ex's finger and posts it on facebook this is a real uh theme this week post posting your crimes to facebook 2019 continues with the weirdness in connecticut with a woman biting her ex's finger off and posting about it on facebook Holy After a Hartford shit. man was assaulted by his ex with a brick, oh. she ended up attacking him again and biting his finger off. Fuck. She then threw the finger away from the scene of the crime, but not before she posted some videos to Facebook. Whoa. And the, the really sucky part is, like, if you lose a finger, you can sew it back on if you get it in time, but she, like, threw it out a window and he didn't get it back in time. Wow, she really sucks. Yeah. as if attacking him with a brick wasn't enough honestly that's between the two i'd rather get my finger bitten off a brick yeah like a brick can do so much damage that that's definitely true it's that's a it's a hard decision to make all right so because like you'll probably die with the brick but at least you'll go unconscious pretty quickly too but like okay (laughs) i'd rather not die though (laughs) like and a brick to your face over and over again if you live you're gonna look fucking crazy forever yeah you're gonna look like mickey rourke (laughs) god damn (laughs) but uh yeah no i'm i'm uh i'm on the finger bite off side of this uh of this issue apparently it's as easy to bite through as a baby carrot that's what i've known since i was in elementary school for some reason that's that's just what they say it's probably one of those things that elementary schoolers say that's not true because a bone is much harder than a carrot i feel like i learned that right around the same time i stopped believing in the tooth fairy like it was it's just one possible lie to replace another yeah like the transition to slightly more morbid lies (laughs) slightly because the tooth fairy is fucking terrifying she comes into your room at night and takes your teeth yeah, that is fucked up. And then what does she do with them? Stuffs them up her butt? I don't know. Probably, oh. I was going to say she, like, makes a necklace out of them. <laughs> Puts them in her mouth. What horror she, movie is that She's from? adding to her teeth. What movie is that from where there's a tooth fairy that just adds the teeth to her mouth? And she has, like, uh, thousands of teeth. I think, I think it's maybe, uh, shit. Is it Pan's Labyrinth? 
there's something similar in that i don't know i know what you're talking about there's a movie where they're like talking about tooth fairies and they're like oh yeah they're vicious (laughs) they'll take your teeth and eat them yeah 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 That, that might be pan's labyrinth um all right so my next article it's pretty fucking funny, but I got to I got to be careful with it. <laughs> so I want to preface this article with the understanding that eating disorders are not funny. <laughs> that I can't wait to see where this is going. <laughs> that said, <laughs> Florida man Austin Davis has eaten nothing but mac and cheese for 17 years. Sometimes it's craft deluxe. Maybe a four cheese on occasion or Annie's if he's feeling spicy. Bob Evans is pretty good too. But for 20-year-old Austin Davis, nine times out of ten, he goes for his ride-or-die brand of original Velveeta shells and cheese. Ugh, he's picking the worst mac and cheese too. To be his sole food for 17 years, yeah. Uh, at least go craft. Maybe Stouffer's. He's quoted saying, I don't want to say I'm addicted to mac and cheese because it sounds so weird, but my body won't let me eat. But my body won't let me eat anything else. I didn't choose to be like this, which makes it it's it's actually ends up being kind of a sad story. Um, yeah, the uh, disorder has had a negative impact on his life. He doesn't eat out. He maintains few friendships, and he wants it to change. Uh, it stems from trauma. Something happened when he was a kid that Mm -hmm. led to him only being able to eat mac and cheese i'm not sure why um but uh his coach had some wise words for the tampa bay times this is from the tampa bay times uh and this is actually relevant to the mental health stuff we were talking about before his coach said when it comes to mental health issues you sorry when it comes to mental health issues if you can't talk about what's going on then you can't get the help you need I feel like a lot of men think that's a weakness when it's not. If there's a problem, the weakness is ignoring it. So fucking coming full circle to the beginning of the episode <laughs> when I said, if you're mentally ill, get help. Um, so none of this should be funny. That said. But it's a little silly. I think we can all agree to that. That said. Austin is quoted saying, it's weird for me to think of eating anything that's not yellow. <laughs> that's a funny quote just objectively i know <laughs> that's what i was saying is i had to be like careful with this article because it has some very funny elements but uh the reality is that this this man has a pretty devastating eating disorder that's killing him and he's trying to get help for it um yeah you should look into hypnosis i feel like that would really help this guy you know that was recommended to me many a time to uh, dig up memories that my body, mind does not want to remember. And I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, take my body's uh, direction on that one and just not not dig that up. Well, I was thinking more for this guy. You know, people do hypnosis a lot to, like, get over weird food things. Like, I know somebody who went to a hypnotist because they couldn't eat raw tomatoes. Be- and it was just, like annoying to them why was not eating raw tomatoes so integral to their life that they needed to get medical help for it raw tomatoes show up a lot more than you realize you could take them off you can but this person went through to seeing a hypnotist i don't like goat cheese you know most people do it to like unearth trauma or quit smoking but he didn't like tomatoes i'm not a fan of coconut <laughs> that appears in hawaiian dishes <laughs> of which you eat many clearly actually yes very americanized but there's a uh, really good hawaiian place two blocks from me oh and uh there's coconut and everything and i just deal with it because i'm not gonna pay a hypnotist (laughs) to make me like coconut (laughs) (laughs) because that's fucking ridiculous It's so funny. Like, I'm talking about hypnotism, like, uncovering uh, PTSD-causing events. And the, your friend got it for tomatoes. <laughs> Just really didn't like them tomatoes. Yeah, apparently not. So, <laughs> I guess that's all we got. I guess that's, that's it. That's everything I have, yeah. No, um, let's, let's wrap this shit up. Yeah. 
Thanks, everybody, for listening to another Talking Undead. We hope you enjoyed it. We are glad to be back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No more hiatuses in the foreseen future. And we're so close to Goofy. We're so close to Goofy. Yeah. Oh, man. Self-contained episodes galore. (laughs) I can't wait. I can't fucking wait (laughs) to break out some... Oh, sexy ghost is coming. I want the sexy ghost. I want our ghost Mm. duck. I want all... (laughs) All of these new funny characters we have in our heads. Uh, no, I mean, since we've delved into seriousness, we need to go full absurd for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Bring us back to our, uh, not to our roots, because our roots kind of suck. But <laughs> yeah. Our roots were bad. Not not to Johnny Salami and Or. We had like three bits that whole episode. And they they carried it i listened to that episode and then i watched 30 rock and almost shot myself (laughs) (laughs) we had like three jokes that occurred a few times and then it was over then you watched 30 rock and it's literally just jokes every single every other line is a joke every line is either a setup or a punchline it's the most like tightly packed show that has ever been tina fey is fucking brilliant Anyway, she is. guys, I love you dearly. <laughs> Eat your parents, listen to your vegetables. We'll be back very soon. We will see you next time on Radio Undead. Love you dearly.